Hello there, welcome to We Don't Know Wrestling. This is a podcast, and my name is Sandra Mascio. I'm your host, and with me is not Tanner this week, because... Tanner He's a fucking mark. (laughs) (laughs) These are both accurate statements, very accurate statements. Um, First, we're going to introduce... Uh, one guest out of, the, out of three this week because we're being wild and crazy. Uh, TJ Hawk, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well. I just got a position change at work, so I'm excited to not be miserable every day for the rest of the year. Uh, that sounds that sounds good. Oh. That sounds good. Yeah, I get to work with students who actually want to uh, be in school. It's gonna be great. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Well, I don't know they don't. True. They don't hate. They don't, they don't resent me for making them be in school. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Which is the same thing, really. <laughs> um, and we are. Okay, first up, we have a lot of sound going on. Yeah, what the hell is that? Somebody's doing me. Is somebody doing blow? <laughs> Someone's just rubbing fabric on the mic just to be a real annoying. Um. Okay. First, we got we got double dust of hails on our hand. So, first up, Devin Hale. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm uh, sitting around here uh, in my room, uh, hoping that we don't get uh, any interruptions from Papa Hales this evening. It's very possible, but uh, just just be aware of that, folks. Uh, the Hales clan is quite insane, so you could be. Uh, getting yourselves uh, into some interesting uh, random appearances from people this evening. So just, just, just a fair warning, but, but, but I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm happy to have you on. I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a while now. Um, and last, possibly least, uh, Dylan Hales. Dylan, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm reading a book by Michael Perlman on primitive accumulation. We'll be doing the first hour on that. Uh, and we're, then we're going to move on to uh, discussing of insurrectory anarchism. So I hope you guys are ready to get into these things here. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. Uh, so something we're definitely going to be talking about is so a, a theory that's been brewing for a while now since Royal Rumble of this year. Oh, no, it's fact, uh, buddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, the political hit on Roman Reigns, and Devin, Devin, you've been digging up some numbers. Oh, this week. oh, oh, I have. Well, you see, I, I am, uh, I am quite enamored with uh, uh, mass statistics. If, if, if anybody's familiar with CageMatch.net, which I'm sure many of these, uh, many, many of the marks are. Uh, All ten I, people I, listening to this. I I, I go well, on nine now because I'm on and I won't listen back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the opposite. I only listen when I'm on it. Oh, is, your name, is your name Joe Lanza? <laughs> 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 uh, 
but 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 yes, I I, I am uh, obsessed with man statistics. I, I I usually check them uh, at the end of the year. In fact, Dylan and I Dylan and I have had conversations about uh, you know who's wrestled the most matches and stuff like that over the last few years. Uh, you know, you know, guys like uh, Cesaro and, and Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler are the guys who usually, you know, have, have had the most matches in the last few years. In fact, Cesaro had like, I think he's the only guy who's ever had two consecutive years where he's wrestled uh, over 100 matches. Now, this is important on TV and pay-per-view, not just house shows. That I mean, everybody wow. wrestles over 100 matches in house shows. But yeah, Cesaro wrestled. 104 in 2013 and 102 in 2014 on TV and pay-per-view. So that's that, that's just the kind of stuff I, I look up and 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 I discovered. Now we'll 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 dive into this and and and, and whatnot. But I discovered that Roman Reigns, if I'm not mistaken, is the wrestler with the most work matches on television and pay-per-view at 85 this year. Now. The key to it being related to the political hit is that no top star in WWE wrestles 80 plus matches a year. I mean, let's 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 have a uh, a, a, a I guess a poll of some kind. Who 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 would everybody say is the top four stars in in in, in WWE? Stephanie right McMahon. Now. Okay. Triple H. <laughs> okay. Triple H. Uh, the Undertaker. Undertaker and Brock. Yeah, okay. Cena. Yeah, 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 okay. All right, well, Stephanie hasn't wrestled once this year. She did wrestle <laughs> once in 2014. Triple H has one match. Thanks for letting us know, Devin. <laughs> that is why you are the statistical expert on the show. Triple H has one match. Brock Lesnar has seven. The Undertaker has four. And John Cena has 39. Okay, now... To, that, to well, what's fair, also what, what's also notable there is that John Cena had a gimmick for like multiple months out of the year that was basically the TV champion gimmick, where his gimmick was I wrestle people on TV and have good matches. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, now to, to to be fair, okay, we don't know wrestling just as the podcast says. So, I mean, this is you know uh, a bit of a stretch, maybe, but but. The argument here is that if Roman Reigns is supposed to be this next guy in charge, okay, which I think is highly, highly debatable, you know, if 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 he's the next top star, then why is he wrestling eighty plus matches a year? Well, yeah, okay. I mean, it goes it goes totally counter to the logic of this promotion, which is basically, first of all, really the the more recent logic is that only the part timers matter at all. But even if you want to go beyond that, if you do look at the other guys, like you said, like Cesaro or Sheamus, I mean, I, I happen to think both those guys are great wrestlers. I also think Roman Reigns is a great wrestler, but nobody's going to mistake Cesaro or Sheamus for the guy that's going to be the top guy. Like I, I like. I think go Vince ahead, McMahon just. I think Vince McMahon just mistaked uh, that very that very thing about a week and a half ago. I don't think he did because I, I, I don't, I don't think, um, I think the, like the Seamus push, I don't think is indicative of any belief in Seamus. Oh, of course. Um, not, but I just mean I, that they've put him in that position by default to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you could make the argument and this was kind of the, the, the feeling among the Hales clan when we were leaving, cause we were at survivor series live and we were leaving the show. Cause I mean, we're all big Seamus people. Like we all think he's really good, but 
I think the consensus among the the four of us was that he uh, that Kevin Owens. I mean, if you were going to do that, Kevin Owens was right there and has far more credibility as a heel at this given moment, and he was in the tournament. Like, if you, if you were going to go that route, um, why not go Kevin Owens? But this was a company that had booked themselves into a corner because of the stupid-ass Money in the Bank stipulation. So, you know, at some point that had to be cashed in. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, the Sheamus thing proves much of anything other than the fact that they have no stars at all. I think that's what really what the, the – to me, the Sheamus cash-in and the choice to go with Sheamus – even in a limited capacity over the short term, presumably over the short term, is just is an indication of two things. It's an indication of one, the fact that they have no stars, and two, the fact that the world title is really not all that important. I mean, another thing that's worth remembering uh, is that in, in context of the political hit theory regarding Roman Reigns is that the U.S. title was more important than the world title on TV for like most of this year. So – you know, even as we're, you know, Roman sort of allegedly being put in a position to win the big belt, the U.S. title has really been positioned as the title that's more significant on television. I, I, I like I don't even think it's debatable. And would it have been more effective to book Roman to beat Cena than what they've been doing with him? Like for the U.S. Oh, sure. Because Absolutely. They've been, they've been building up Roman as the week to week puts on the good match guy. They have been building him up as a big star. Yeah, and I mean, but that that yep. and it, that sort of speaks to you know my you know the actual political hit theory itself, which is my theory that someone in that company does not want Roman Reigns to be the top star, and it's somebody with a lot of power. I, uh, go ahead, Deb. I would imagine it's probably. I mean, it, 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 my guess is it's probably you know the the whole. I mean, I. I guess the easiest way to figure it out would be to see, I, I, I guess would be predict that it's Vince, you know, Roman Reigns is a Vince slash Kevin Dunn kind of thing, and Triple H doesn't like Roman Reigns. That that would be my guess, or at least I don't, I, particularly. I, 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 don't even think, I don't even think it's that Triple H doesn't like Roman Reigns. I think it's that Triple H, Roman Reigns is not a Triple H project. Right. But, um, but wasn't even a year ago, the idea was that uh, Triple H was pushing for Roman versus Brock instead of. And Vince wanted Rock versus Brock. I think that's I think that's actually possible and still completely consistent with what I think is the most likely scenario. Um, because my my view is that the most likely scenario is that uh, I will admit that if you in order to believe this theory, you have to believe that Triple H would be willing to potentially sabotage and do short term and potentially even long term harm to the WWE in order to gain control of it. Well, but that's I just think completely ridiculous. <laughs> I think based on everything we know about Triple H, since, you know, he's done this before, there's a 100% reason that that's at least possible. I mean, uh, there's literally like a three-year stretch of time that you can point to and say, yes. look what he did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, my, my personal view is that the the entire NXT, and part of this is, is my, my friend Charles, who runs Pro Wrestling Only, um, his theory kind of molds with this is that um, Triple H is the when the takeover happens when the, when it becomes the Triple H Stephanie show and not the Vince slash Kevin Dunn show, it's going to be as, as a direct result of the fact that Triple H is effectively setting up a shadow company in the form of NXT. So instead of 
like a, like a handing over the reins or whatever, like some dramatic moment. Eventually, what's just going to happen is this apparatus that Triple H has been setting up behind the scenes is just slowly going to meld into the main roster and effectively become in charge, be, become the show. But I think the only way that ha- that critical to that happening is Triple H making sure that NXT remains the hot sort of smart favorite brand um, that is developing stars that the the you know the uh, the hardest core and most consistent portion of the fan base consistently wants to see pushed while the main brand keeps screwing these people up over and over again. <laughs> so I, you know, one of the most do- interesting things to me is that he is not, he's clearly not protected almost anybody who's come from NXT. Like, no. And I think that's deliberate. I, I, I think, I think there is a deliberate, I think it's a, I honestly, and I have reason to believe this beyond just like, what has actually been borne out. I have reason to believe this based in part on things that have been told to me privately, but I believe, and, and, and it's notable. I think that when I went on my mass tweeting spree about this last week, Rob Naylor actually <laughs> liked several of those tweets and noted that a lot of what I was saying was correct. So uh, he's somebody that was inside the NXT world, at least for a while, but wait, wait, seriously? Yes. I, um, that was a joke. <laughs> did you know he's also friends with Dusty Rhodes that he was friends with? whoa whoa get out of here um, get out of town. Uh, and uh yeah and uh Chris Hero etc cetera, etc cetera. so anyway um Shit. I I I think if you look at the way it's set up though with like the, the NXT apparatus and the way everything's sort of set up to play I think it makes perfect sense that he would want those projects to die on a vine on the main roster because what's criti- what's critical is not that any one of those individual guys succeeds because what's critical is that Triple H can, ju- can juxtapose the WWE against NXT and say, look, this is what I do, and I do it right. It's not my fault once these idiots get in charge. It's kind of hilarious that we pretend like Triple H has no has 100% control over NXT and no control over what goes on in the main roster. I mean, that's completely naive and insane. But... It's what people have chosen to believe, and it's what he – I believe it's what he wants people to believe because I think his long-term goal is to sort of set up this shadow promotion, and when the shit completely, hit, completely hits the fan, there's going to be something in place that he owns, and he can just sweep in and do what he wants with it. Now, there are other theories about people who could potentially be behind the political hit, but I think Triple H is by far the most likely culprit. Sam, your thoughts? This is some some pretty rock solid stuff here. I, I have not much to say, just mostly because this has been going on for a while. This entire discussion of this potential hit. Well, I mean, part of it too is like look at how he's been pushed this year. You know, like this is it's not just, Devin's stats. I think are really important because they sort of show like a macro look. Why this might have some uh, validity to it, but if you look at the micro level, I think it's even more compelling. I mean, why well, was Daniel Bryan brought back at the Royal Rumble? Like, are, anyway, are they one of the dumbest decisions of the year, and they did it the year before. They did. The reason it's so fucking dumb is it's the same fucking thing the year before, basically. Right? And, I mean, I mean, they had him come on TV and promise to win the Rumble. <laughs> it's literally and they like, didn't have to the, it is the classic tell that 
the, the baby face is going to win. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then and they then, limit him like a geek. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and well, if you really think about it, what was Reigns' probably worst singular performance of the entire year in the, the Rumble? It was a yep, rumble. Yep, Nothing yep. in the match. They didn't even book him to look strong in the match. Even you know? in the end, Kane and, and Cho eliminated themselves. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I mean, he couldn't even eliminate, uh, you know, twenty year twenty year veterans. I mean, you. I want. Go ahead. I want to watch Royal Rumble one more time because that ending is just pure bliss. Imagine not loving it. Well, if if Kane. if if you met if if. if if you watch the WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar, and people have talked about this before, the crowd started to get behind Reigns in the match. Yes. And, it, it, and, it's, and it's interesting to me is, even though I was one of the people who liked the finish of the match, first of all, the aftermath of that is terrible. I mean, we all know that. Rollins had a terrible title reign. I, don't, I, I, I mean, his title reign was unbelievably bad. This is a guy who was jobbing out to, to people left and right, you know, Miz constantly. Had, Miz, had more, Miz had at least one better match than Rollins ever had in his reign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. And, and, and you know, I always wonder now if, if, if we would even be talking about this political hit as much as we are if Reigns had actually won that match with the crowd being behind him. Because... I'm I'm not saying it should have absolutely 100% happened, but I think they could have given Reigns the win that night, and it would have helped his career. If if he would, I think in hindsight, I think in hindsight, you're right. At the time, it was I completely understand why they did what they did. Well, sure, yeah. Smart. It seemed like a smart escape from a a shitty situation, and then you know they just destroyed it. Like well. You know the, Roy- the the problem too is that the Royal Rumble decision and how that played out, which was all time level bad, I think was seriously compounded by the match that Reigns and Daniel Bryan had at Fastlane. Because while I thought it was a very good match, you know, if you're trying to get over Roman Reigns as a world beater who's going to go wrestle Brock Lesnar, uh, who at that point was being portrayed as a guy that you know, uh, fucking God couldn't hurt, like it, you really. You really shouldn't spend most of the match selling for Daniel Bryan. <laughs> a big portion of that match was Reigns working underneath, and you know I, I under like they booked themselves into a situation where they almost had to do that because if if Reigns comes out and squashes Daniel Bryan, I mean people are going to be even more pissed. But it, it was just a, like a really poorly a poor idea on paper that was even poor in the way it was done, despite the fact that it was a really good match. Um, you know, and then, I mean, look what happens. Look where Reigns goes after WrestleMania. I mean, what's he doing after WrestleMania? Is it was the dragging Big Show to a decent match? Yeah. I mean, he's wrestling (laughs) the Big Show. Who's, I mean, if, if there's anybody you don't want to have a feud with in the WWE in 2015, it's probably the Big Show. Like, like that's Bray Wyatt. (laughs) Or or Bray Wyatt. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's just. It's amazing to me, and, and they're putting him in these positions with these promos where there's absolutely a no-win situation. Even something like the face-off that he had with Brock right before WrestleMania with the stupid tug-of-war for the title, <laughs> which was the weakest <laughs> the weakest Brock has ever looked on WWE television. Like, And it, it certainly didn't do Reigns any favors. 
I just I refuse to believe that these things are all just well, WWE mistakes. You know, I just there's mistakes and then there's this. Like this is it comes across as like way like if you're trying to push a top guy. When was the last time they tried to? Cena in maybe 2005. Yeah, yeah like that 2004, right. 2005. So like if you compare the two, I mean, it, it, not only the result that obviously it worked out great for Cena, but the build was far smarter. Well, yeah, I mean, like, where's Roman Reigns' match that would be akin to the JBL uh, Cena I Quit match, for example? To just take it like one example. Well, you know, it could have been the show match, but it wasn't for the title because he just lost. Yes, you know, right. so that that kind of could have served as that match. I agree but, with that because it's kind of like the the guy who probably shouldn't be in the spot in the first place, and the new star actually has a great match with him. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, I. I think um, I think John Cena is a unique talent, and I as much as as much as I like Roman Reigns as a performer, I don't really think he has the same overall package that uh, John Cena has. And by that I mean John Cena has a bigger dick. But yeah. oh. well, if you've seen Trainwreck, you could probably assume that is the case. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I just don't think he's the same level of talent. And, and like, if you're talking big picture, but that doesn't mean that the sabotage is not on Roman Reigns. I just think that there's a lot of evidence to support that theory. Um, and I, and I'm, I will, I'm probably going to write about this eventually. I've already sketched out an outline. Uh, and, and there are alternative theories. Too. You know, one, another theory that's been bandied around is that the idea that Paul Heyman has more influence than people realize – and he has gotten people's ear and, and, you know, has sort of helped to make Reigns look like a fool so that Brock is clearly going to be the top star and they'll always need him and they'll always have to have his number on speed dial. I'm suspicious of that, but again, this is Paul Heyman. And if, if you look at the contract that uh, Brock got, it's – kind of mind-blowing for a guy who's done absolutely nothing to move numbers and done nothing to help the company at all. I mean, he, Brock got a raise, right? That's what, yeah, he's, that's what blew my mind. <laughs> he got a raise after last. Yeah, he got, he got a raise. This is bringing up some real and good to, memories from this year. And to me, because <laughs> I, I don't particularly care about the business quite as much as a lot of people like, like Dylan, like yourself, does, I, I, I don't care that they're spending all that money to have two great Brock matches a year, but it doesn't make any less dumb for them. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a profoundly stupid thing to do from a business perspective. Now, from an in-ring perspective, I've got no problem watching three, you know, I guess this year we probably got maybe three or three really good Lesnar I, matches. I, I think we got two arguably match of the year contenders, and the first Undertaker yeah. match completely over-delivered. So, I thought the second one did too, frankly. I yeah. don't like it quite as much, but that's, you know, not uh, not, near, not nearly, I mean, it was good. It was unquestionable. It's being, it's being wildly... Overrated over at Simone Decatur. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. And I usually Mike. agree with those guys on, on more often than not. But I think they had it, like, number one. I'm like, no. Nah. They have it number one. I was yeah, like, my goodness, Wait, guys. the cell match? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Fire. It had well, blood. Those guys I was had just, blood. I was just about <laughs> to say, Devin nailed it. Phil is an admitted vampire, so um, double juice in a WWE main event in 2015 is probably going to get you to the top spot, like, automatically. 
you have to work out of being in the top spot. Gotta <laughs> do something real dumb. Gotta do something real dumb. But uh, you know what's weird about the Brock run? This is completely not related to the political hit at all. But uh, I'm gonna do what Tanner does and just say random shit. The what's like Brock squashes have kind of sucked. Like the squash matches, like the Kofi and Brock, Big Show match, like. I would expect Brock to like have had like entertaining squashes, especially because they built those two specials around him. And I thought they both kind of sucked. What, what <laughs> didn't you like about them? Because I know we disagreed about both of those at the time. I just thought they were really like they didn't have any energy to them at all. I didn't think uh, the Japan match had more, but not as much as I would have expected. I thought the show match had like little to none, and. It was not, like, an entertaining steamrolling. It wasn't, like, a match with pace that really jumps out. It was just, you know, Lesnar in there doing a couple things, and that was that. I mean, like, there was nothing um, nothing particularly violent about it at all in either case. I was really disappointed by both of them. I, I think if he did that, you know, 15 times a year, I probably wouldn't like any of them. But if he's only doing it once or twice a year, I'm still probably going to enjoy it. But I'm I'm a Brock Mark, so I can't uh, deny that. My uh, my my favorite part of the uh, Lesnar show squash was that was that GIF or whatever that came online, or that where they had like the post match for where you know they 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 caught him calling the spot or whatever, and Brock's like, all right, I guess. Uh, I guess he was referring to Vince or something that you know he wants another F five and Vince is and shows like oh the piece of shit and he gives an F five. That happened. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there was a gift that somebody posted on PWO. I mean, I suppose it could have been, it could have been made up, but it it it, it looked legit to me. I mean, it, it it was somebody posted it on PWO on the on the thread of the show. That was that was that was the best part of the match. Which was 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 was. Uh, was uh, Basically confirming that Vince was Vince going give him another goddamn F five. <laughs> now Vince was uh, Vince was Vince was too busy trying to find uh, more uh, more people of color to put in a stereotypical gimmick. <laughs> He's try He was too busy. He was busy trying to figure out to shoehorn Rich Swan into New Day. <laughs> Speaking of Brock, I just I actually completely forgot about this. Remember when he was uh, for one day after Mania, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then Stephanie McMahon neutered him. That was great. <laughs> well, I mean, like she just came in and said, "You're suspended," and he listened. Imagine yeah, if Stephanie McMahon tried to suspend Nick Gage and Raw or something. Oh God, that 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 was my absolute dream scenario. Was a Nick Gage Stephanie angle on TV this year. I, I mean, of course, it was never going to happen, but how awesome would that be? Well, probably just would turn into Stephanie McMahon and Darius Carter, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. and, and, uh, or Nick Gage versus... Uh, uh, jo- uh, Nick Gage versus uh, Joey Janela, in the, which is actually a pretty entertaining match, in the light of the wonderful Beyond angle... Uh, that, that, Christ. that takes on, uh, <laughs> that takes on like a, a, like a new meaning to me. I feel like it's like, especially like I go back and watch that. Like I rewatched that match the other day and Janelle is one of these guys who I actually think could be good. Like, you know, he got mad at me or whatever because I buried CZW in a review. Uh, and then he followed me, which I thought was weird, but 
<laughs> I, like, I, I don't um, – like, I actually think he could be pretty good. And, like, in that match, I thought, man, you know, this guy is actually having a pretty entertaining match in this setting, whatever. That's kind of neat. And then this whole Beyond thing has gone down, and holy shit. Like, this is, like, the kind of thing that kills a guy's career. Like, I just like, – <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. Yeah, I would be fucking livid if I was him. I would well, I, be. I, I can almost guarantee. You must have agreed to I it. I can almost guarantee you, he pitched it. I can almost guarantee you. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because almost, I mean, not to you know, almost fair. all the bad shit that happens is pitched by the wrestlers. Well, that that I well that is true. I, I mean, and I'm not I, and I'm not excusing it in any way. I'm just saying if you, if we like if we want to talk about the actual process, that's from what I understand, that's usually what happens. Although no, that that is true. Drew, Some genius said, "Let's do it." But like, I mean, in the end, it, it, you know, in the end, there's one man to point to for letting it happen. So absolutely, well, sick man. Yes, I, I will say this: like the reason, and I mean, Devin's on the line, so I actually have an ally here, but. <laughs> one, 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 one of the reasons that I think um, Empire, it, it, one of the reasons I think Empire Wrestling in, in Chattanooga, Rossville, really Rossville, Georgia, is so good, and that their their big shows are almost always entertaining, is they have somebody who books, and he by all accounts books with pretty close to an iron fist. Like Andrew Alexander used to be a wrestler, like he's retired, he doesn't work anymore, and. He, I mean, they will they will get rid of people if they do stupid shit, you know. Like, like the they always draw well for their big shows. They, you know, have a model that seems to work pretty well. And I'm not saying wrestlers don't pitch their own stuff there because I absolutely know that's not true. But uh, there's definitely not going to be uh, Joey Janela work shoot angles or anything of that like <laughs> taking place. That's what, actually that's one of the things I like about Southern wrestling just in general is that you don't have to worry about any of that Russo S shit spilling into the uh, the companies that are actually worth watching. It just doesn't happen. Imagine sending that to a news source that this about this angle. I oh goodness, I just can't fathom. I mean, that I, I think what, also what happened there was that Satan got pissed off that he got worked because he did think it was real. Good. Good. So, like, these games worked a lot. So, so, so what is it? Starting a new gimmick. They worked themselves into a shoot. Is this yeah, a- yes. Yeah. They literally worked. They literally worked themselves into a shoot. They literally <laughs> did, and then uh, a dirt sheet named that as a reality. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what happened. Um, that's actually quite literally what occurred. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fucking bad. I mean, it's just bad stuff. Like, I don't even know how to describe that angle. I feel like I feel like the five people listening to this, who there might be one who doesn't know, and I almost feel compelled to try to describe it, but oh, I don't no. want. Please to. don't. Please. It's 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 awful. It's so and and God, like the thing about independent wrestling too is there's a relatively small margin for error, right? So like once you have your audience. It's not just that you're trying to grow your audience. You're also trying to keep the audience that you have. And you can't do shit like this. You can't do it. Because, because the, the, the thing that made Beyond entertaining, um, or, or like a lot of the aspects that made Beyond entertaining, like were things that did, were, you know, obviously had nothing to do with work shoot angles that are obviously absurd. It's not like that was part of the appeal of the promotion, and this is just one that happened to backfire. Um, 
No, there's, actually been, there's been a series of them that have backfired. I was going to say, this isn't yeah. their first worst shoot angle. Each one is terrible. I know. This might be the worst, though. Well, this is. I think this is the worst result. I don't, and maybe even the worst in execution, but I don't know if it's the worst one. I, 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 for beyond. It may be. That's, but I remember they had Darius Carter one. And a Mike Bennett one, too. I think the Darius Carter one, though, where he's supposedly being too stiff with someone in the ring. <laughs> and I'm like, in what world is he being too stiff with this guy as he's grazing the fella? Well, well, that's why, that's why it's a worked shoot. <laughs> it's the worst oh, worked shoot ever. As he's, as he's Tanahashiing the fella. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> good, good stuff. Did anybody, good okay, stuff. did anybody besides me watch that Tanahashi tag, the DDT I, tag? I liked, I liked it quite a bit. I liked it too. I liked it a whole lot. But I, I thought it was like the single best example I've ever seen of the good and bad in Tanahashi. Like, on the one hand, you had like the, the, uh, the asshole-ish charisma and which it really does come across well in that match, especially. But man, does he work light? Like, like I, I mean, there's working light, and then there's working light Tanahashi. I mean, he literally works lighter than Brie Bella. That's not a joke. <laughs> Brie Bella is substantially stiffer in the ring than Tanahashi is, unless he's wrestling somebody like Shibata, who basically forces him in, to go into survival mode. He like it is jarring, and, and I, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I think you could get away with that if he was, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Jimmy Valiant or something, or somebody working, like, a, like a, as an old veteran in the southeastern Indies. But it it really is especially obvious when you're wrestling in the, in, in the Japan in, during this time period, where, like, every match has a forearm exchange and guys no-selling head drops and kicking out of one from brain busters off the top rope and horse shit like that. You you can't like the top star being a guy who can't do anything with any impact at all is it just it takes away from the match. Like I thought that was like a board like a match. If Tanahashi works stiffer in that match, to me that's a match of the year or well like a borderline match of the year contender. But absent that, it's just like a good match that. Reminds me why I don't think that guy's a great wrestler, even though he was, like, completely central to that match getting over as much as it did. It's kind of odd how the biggest star in Rich Pan is not typical of a lot of the tropes of Japanese wrestling. Uh, he, he, uh, he's, he's basically their Shawn Michaels, you know? Like, uh, but without the context of a history of very stiff wrestlers on top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's basically what he is. I mean that's the strength of Tanahashi is pretty much Shawn Michaels' strengths, and the weaknesses are are in, at least partially the weaknesses that Shawn Michaels had. Um, right, right you know, down to taking steroids. Yeah. <laughs> God. Who's a who's a worse actor though, Shawn Michaels or Tanahashi? A worse actor? Yeah. Well, oh, I, you mean I, like I, the melodrama stuff? Yes. Shit? Yes. Oh God, that's. A I don't good think question. I've any. I don't think I've seen anybody worse than Shawn Michaels at that. That's actually my least favorite part of Shawn Michaels. And he is, it is pretty bad. Like, but which is funny because I think, the, uh, like, I think the people who like post-comeback Shawn, I think that's the aspect of his work that they like the most. 
but to me it is like appallingly bad um like overacting and I, I, I not a fan of it i don't disagree in that in the technical aspects of acting but i think it's effective for the context of the company he was in Oh, I, I absolutely think it's effective. Because, I mean, it, it definitely helped build the Jericho and Taker feuds in a way that most people in the company were not capable of doing. I, I don't even disagree with that, although I've got to say this, since you brought it up. That uh, ladder match or whatever with Jericho is fucking terrible. That's like... I, that, uh, that's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's... I don't... I, I, I've rewatched it, and... Uh, it, it's not great, and any I, I couldn't I would never say it was great. I, I do like it a bit more than well, I do like it a bit more than terrible. But uh, the idea of that being that one match of the year, right? I know. Yeah. I, 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 when I watched it back, I couldn't believe, especially considering uh, of all people, Triple H completely outshined him in the match right before it with well, uh, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. The, I, uh, I but Jeff was pretty untouchable now. The best match of that uh, of that feud was the uh, Great American Bash match, anyways. With the... I actually just watched that back and kind of did not dig it. I literally watched it back really? in the last forty eight hours. I've, it was I've, I've, it was I've been ki- a while, so that's a good timing. It's uh, what it was kind of <laughs> I was kind of taken aback by it because Jericho had just turned heel, so I figured it'd be a, a little bit more intense. But it just kind of felt like they were waiting for the uh, the eye angle at the end. Okay, huh. so I was a little under underwhelmed by it. Yeah. yeah. Devin, you rewatched the. Um, but I also the think Jericho. Jericho. I also think Jericho and Sean don't have great chemistry. So I agree with that. De- Devin rewatched. Didn't you rewatch the Jericho Ray feud like a year ago and think it was I, like not not as good as it well, seemed at the time? I I watched the Jericho Ray feud a year ago, and I only well I I, I only watched the Bash match, which I oh, think was a mistake, and it wasn't as good on the second watch. Then I watched the feud. Uh, I watched all four matches in a row, including the last one on SmackDown. Comes off much better when you watch them all in context and order. And I watched all the four matches in a row a couple, probably, I guess it was a couple months ago, maybe May was, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I I watched it a few, like, uh, a year ago, and, and, and I thought Jericho was bad in it. But watching, watching it, uh, watching the matches in a row... I think I think the bash match came off better watching the previous two matches. I, I have two uh, comments. One, if these two feuds are overrated, it's laughable he's in the Hall of Fame because these are the two feuds that got him into the Hall of Fame. Yep. And, and two, <laughs> um, I've, I've watched the bash match twice in the last year. The first time I watched it back, I thought it was like, I, I think I put when like four and three quarters on. I thought I was like, oh my god, and I because I remember being underwhelmed at the time. And uh, but the, then I watched it again. I, I didn't think it was that great, but uh, it's pretty great. I thought overall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, by far Jericho's best opponent. Yeah. Well, well Ray's, that's not the same. It's not. It's, 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 and I've watched so much Jericho in the past year because I've watched two of his DVD. I know. I've watched two of his DVDs. I'm just like, man, he. He doesn't have chemistry with anybody. <laughs> He's not very good. He's not very good. There was a debate well, at Pro Wrestling Only between like about Jericho and Matt Hardy, and I honestly, like, the more I think about it, and the more I've gone back and watched stuff over the course of the last couple of years for the Greatest Wrestler Ever project, I actually don't think there's a single argument for Chris Jericho that I could treat seriously. I just don't think he's even close to as good as Matt Hardy. And it's not even like I think Matt Hardy's like an all-time great worker. I just I don't see it at all. 
I, I guess the uh, the only thing I I don't necessarily disagree is that I felt like with Matt, I feel like I'm watching the same match over and over again. And I don't. That's not necessarily an insult because a lot of guys are like that. But something about it with him feels more blatant. Um, and I feel like the ceiling on Matt's matches is not incredibly high. Whereas, but the basement for Jericho is far lower. Like I, I think I can count on Matt to have a good match. I can't count on Jericho to have a good match. But <laughs> right. I would never expect a great match out of Matt. Whereas I have seen great matches out of Jericho, even if it's just with the right circumstances and the right opponent. Jericho so feels like it's like it's like watching the Warlord try to work Junior's heavyweight wrestling. I don't know. It's weird. I, I, <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> he just, he, He's, what the fuck? Well, he he's awkward. He's not, he's not coordinated. He's awkward, no. and he's, he's not particularly athletic. No, right? Yeah, people, his, knock, people knock CM Punk for being unathletic. They're Punk the same is, exact. Yeah, but CM Punk is Jesse Owens. You know, he's fucking <laughs> four next to Chris Jericho. Like it's right, right. But it, it, it was really because I watched basically six discs of Jericho matches at between like March and June this year, and I was like. Man, he's just there's just not a lot of great there, and like even the first Sean match is definitely not great. I think maybe the uh, the unsanctioned match is great, but even that that was the only one I was close to saying was great. Did Sean. you did you like the Rock matches? I mean, I, I I've seen um, that in a long time. You know, it's so. funny because I remember when I got back into wrestling in like uh, 06, 07, 08, I remember thinking the No Mercy match was un- unbelievable, but the Royal Rumble match was disappointing. And I've watched both of them back in the last year, and I have the exact opposite impression now. I thought the Royal huh. Rumble match was great, and the no, Mer- no, Mercy- ah, the no Mercy match is kind of like just kind of going back and forth, trading moves at a pretty good crowd. So it didn't really it didn't really mean as much to me this time around. Okay. But uh, no mercy. They, had, they had good chemistry. They unquestioned. They, probably Jericho's second best opponent. Okay, I need. We need a poll. I need a poll right here. Okay, because this is this show's been far too serious for this trash bag podcast. Normally this, <laughs> no, no, oh, normally this, hurts. normally this show is in the fucking gutter, and we've actually elevated it to relevant wrestling discussion because. Taylor well, I was going to bring something up. Hey, no, she was missing. But I'll let you go ahead first, Tone. I was, I, I was going to bring something up from 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 something I read on the on the PWO board about Sasha Banks and Bailey. Oh yeah, we can go there in a second, but first. I, 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 first, before we go there, I have to say, do we think, A, let's have a poll real quick, just to get quick yes or no. Do we think the TPI actually happens? Yes. Samuel. What, what's the date on that? December 11th. Yep, December 11th. Do you think it happens? Nah. Nah. Okay. Devin, do you think it actually happens? God damn it. Uh, I hope so. But it's Ian Rotten, so I say no. Okay. The reason I'm asking this is because Devin will be there if it happens. <laughs> so if, if it actually occurs, Devin will be there. He is, uh, he is going with uh, Scott Hensley, who is the Scenic City Invitational promoter this year. They are allegedly going to make a trip to the TPI. So if that, if that show occurs... There will be a Hales family representative present. That's um, right. The question is whether it occurs. I hope you're not like buying airplane tickets for a show or anything like that. Oh no 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 no. Okay, it's, it's 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 like a four hour drive from from because I I live in Chattanooga oh. so it's it's not it's it's not too bad. So it's, I was thinking it's gonna be much worse than that. 
It's it's yeah, it's a manageable trip. Now, what you know, it's going to be far worse since I've already bought t- tickets to fucking Jimmy Ray versus AJ Styles in Barnesville. If AJ and can't this wrestle. fucker's got sciatic nerve back fucking issues like a pussy. <laughs> Yeah, that piece of shit. <laughs> you need to die for us. I didn't, I didn't realize Dave Meltzer just joined the show. <laughs> well, no, uh, he wasn't talking about a woman. Dave Meltzer. God. Fucking damn it. At least he didn't say the C word. At least... <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. I, I'm just hoping... He makes it to Syracuse next month. I mean, at the end of this month. Rob Reed? No. <laughs> no. Um, eight to sales. I agree. He probably won't. What, but what match does he have in Syracuse? He doesn't have a match. Oh. So they're... Wait. Well, so I mean, what's... Is, is he booked on a show? Not... What? Is he booked on a show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what's fucked up is he has, like, in January... He has, he has the Dream so... Match series. Yeah, and it really sucks because the timing could not be worse, not even just from like my perspective of somebody who's going to one of those shows, but, like, big picture. I mean, he's got the match with Ray. He's got the Nakamura match. like Final battle? I, God final damn it. Yeah, like, I, I mean, if, if that shit falls through, it's like... Uh, I mean, the Ray match, that promotion has to shut down the show. It's entirely oh, yeah. built around the fact that that match is happening. Yeah, you can't. They can't even. You literally cannot run that show without because there's nobody who can replace them. No one. Not not based on what they have. Like you could put Zach in there, but it's not the same thing. No, it's not even. It's not even in the same universe. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I don't even. I honestly don't think there's anybody. I, I couldn't think of a guy. I tried to the other day. I couldn't think of anybody. I mean, maybe if they could get. Maybe if they got Nakamura. Like, I was about to say, that's like a Nakamura, but I don't think that's likely. I don't think that's likely. I no, think that's, what, God, what if they think Ricochet's a good replacement? Oh, oh no, 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 that's, you, no one thinks that's <laughs> Oh, you know everyone in England thinks that. Every promotion in England thinks he's a perfectly fine replacement. That can't be true. That can't. What if they do Will Ospreay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. you got to be fucking kidding me. You know, that guy's not terrible. He's, I actually think he's pretty he's, good for what he is. He's fine. He's, he's just overhyped at the moment. It's much more yeah, fun I mean, to make, like, It's much more fun to troll people who love him than it is to just enjoy him. Like, like, I want to hear, yeah, hear an argument for why Will Ospreay's a better wrestler than, like, Fred Yehi or Chip Day. Like, I, like, convince me. Like, I'm not even saying that, like, that's an absurd, like, it would be absurd for him to be above them. But the fact that you, like, the fact that he's... I can't instinctively say that he's better than either of those two. And I, granted, I like those two guys a lot, but I think says a lot about how ridiculous the claims of him being like the best wrestler in the world actually are. Uh, I mean, it's it's a product of the British scene, which is very hot and thus very overhyped, like any hot promotion is right now, or has been the last few years. Oh, it's going to get worse too because I think with the uh, with uh, you know. ICW or whatever doing that big house, I think Meltzer's probably going to pay more attention to them in 2016 than he did in 2015. Do you really think that's going to happen? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, Mostly because... I mean, he doesn't pay attention these to these promotions. They've been, these promotions have been selling out. I mean, not to that degree, but... But they've been selling out yeah. like the way PWG sells out, where it's like, yes, it's a sellout, but there's a few yeah, but people did, in the room. 
Dave paid no attention to PWG until he went. Until he went. Yeah. And, and now he's seen a lot of these guys at PWG, you know? So um, I, I honestly think there's a very good chance. I mean, I, it's never going to get, like, huge, huge coverage, right? But do I think that there, it's going to get, like, maybe potentially ROH-level coverage in the newsletter, which would be a substantial upgrade to what they currently get? Yeah, I think that's possible um, to see the UK scene get that degree of coverage, or maybe even more so. Uh, and if that happens, oh, my God, forget it. It's there. It's going to be just a ton of sacred cows that you're not allowed to say bad things about. And they're all so overrated because they only wrestle each other over and over and over again and never get that much better. Yeah, I mean, like they I, need I, to get they those guys need to get booked other places and work more people. Like, like why is Dave Mastiff not better? Oh, he should have like I, he like, should have been this huge deal. Like he, in the last four years, he's not gotten any better. If anything, no. he's gotten worse. I mean, I honestly, I think the best guy, you know, and this <clears throat> will sound like a troll. I think like the best guys in Britain, and they don't even make tape as much as the other guys, are people like James Mason and like Jack Gallagher, who sort of wrestle like their own version of the what you would have seen on World of Sport in like the late seventies, um, with some minor modifications. And the reason why is because they stand out from the pack. You know, I, I just feel like they're less uh, sterile. You, there's, I don't about my guy Big Demo. I love Big Demo. Uh, he, he's entertaining. He's like, uh, you know, he's basically Rusev, uh, but not. As, I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan of Big Demo. He, he's like a he's a poor man's Rusev is what he is, or a rich man's Hanson. Well, Whoa. Yeah, speaking yeah. Whoa. speaking of Rusev, what was this? What was this shit on Monday night where they had, where they had the Rusev and Lana come out and talk about fucking each other? <laughs> what? All, all I know is I just saw a tweet from Lana saying she's been saving herself for the marriage to Rusev. That's all. That's literally all I know. <laughs> so confused. Well, this is, why, this is why you have to watch Monday Night Raw apparently to get this top level banter. <laughs> and. and 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 uh, now now there's all this stuff about uh, you know Ryback basically you know you know you know coming out and saying that uh, she did fuck Dolph Ziggler. Oh God! Oh yes! And, oh and my line. God! Yes. Yeah, yeah. The story. Th- this angle is now revolving around whether or not Lana had sex with Ryback. That's li- or Ryback, not Ryback. Dolph Ziggler. That's literally the like centerpiece of what they're doing with the the Rusev stuff right now. I hope Triple H is approving all of it just to get in, get in with uh, with newer fans with NXT fans. Just like, oh, look how bad they are! Look how bad it is! <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Well, you know, Dave Meltzer might love this angle. <laughs> well, you know, you know women. How, you know how women are. <laughs> you know women. They all. Like, I like how da- apparently Dave like. Has there I been mean, any follow-up on his end since then? Uh, I don't think there ever will be. Not that I've seen. I almost think if I – normally, if somebody says something that's stupid, I think there should be follow-up. But I actually don't see any way it couldn't get worse. Like, I, like well, Dave just has such a blind spot for these issues that there's just – there's no good can come out of him talking about it. No, no. I mean, I actually listened to it in context because – you know, everybody was like, oh, in context, it's, oh, if, you're, if I listen to the context, blah, that's not as bad. I'm like, well, no, you fucking morons. Actually, it's substantially <laughs> worse if you listen to it in context. And the only way you would argue otherwise is if you're a troglodytic imbecile. 
Like, like it's far worse in context. Far worse. If you actually listen to what he says in content, because there's certain, like, the tone in his voice, and, like, like he gets to the end of it, and he's like, oh, and he, she, she said he was mean to the dog, too. Like, in the most dismissive way possible. You know, I, let's be honest. A lot of the people who, who are saying it's different in content are probably people who have beaten women themselves are the kind of lovely pieces of shit. <laughs> I'm, being I'm being honest. I think a lot of them are probably people who've beaten women themselves or they're the kind of people that really uh, that think equality means that a man should be able to punch a woman in the face too. Like if he, like, I, I really, I really seriously think that there's a lot of overlap with the, with, with that. I do. I don't give a fuck. Um, it, and that's, you know, I, it's one of the, it's also one of the problems I have with intergender wrestling. You know, I don't think it's universally terrible. It's not like I've never seen an intergender match that I, I thought was good. I've seen some here and there, although very rarely. But my complaint isn't, you know, the complaint of, oh, it's impossible for me to suspend my disbelief. My complaint is how many people in this audience are getting off on uh, their, the fantasy of seeing a woman get beaten because that's what they privately want to do. Like, I, like and... and I know people. Oh, that's that's ridiculous. I don't think it is ridiculous. I actually think it's actually very likely, uh, especially if you know anything about the seedy underbelly of uh, uh, independent wrestling fan geekery, like the worst aspects of it, where you have like not just customs culture, but people buying wrestling wrestlers' gear and doing God knows what with it. Like, <laughs> how many how many guys did we see have uh, have uh, championship belts at Survivor Series? Oh, that's oh god, that's a that's a totally that's a totally different subject, but equally creepy. And when it's that many in one room. <laughs> when I was at a NXT Brooklyn, it was my first WWE show since I was a kid, and I saw this huge guy with this beard, a Bullet Club shirt, and a WWE CW replica belt. I'm just like, oh my god, how is this a real human being? <laughs> we we also had a we also had a dad dressed as the Undertaker while his son was dressed as Paul Bear. Now that's 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 bad parenting right there. Yeah, that might be abuse. <laughs> that maybe shouldn't be legal. And there were there were guys walking around in CNN Center, um, you know, which was like, I mean, there was like bomb sniffing dogs and Homeland Security everywhere because of the alleged ISIS threat. And they're walking around wearing shirts that say ISIS fears Ambrose. Fuck. <laughs> Who does this? <laughs> Wrestling fans, brother. <laughs> uh, I don't get people. Yeah, I don't understand them. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, if you if you read Brain Howard's uh, article, uh, there is way too many intergender matches on that uh, list of most viewed YouTube videos and, for it to be solely Saudi Arabia. And some awkwardly named videos by Gabe, too. Don't forget those. What? what it, the most illegal act in wrestling, with a fat man. With a fat man. <laughs> <laughs> because they couldn't use the other one, because that was used. Uh, um, goodness, that... Oh, I, I just missed it, because I didn't care enough, apparently. Um... Shoot me three happened, and it was something else. Well, look. Uh, do we have to talk about the? Well, why not? <laughs> got, well, I mean, people are going to ask about. It. I'll, here's 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 what I'm going to say about my role in Shoot Week. 
The third iteration. It, I have been on record publicly as saying I don't even believe in intellectual property rights. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't believe in them. Like as a philosophical matter, I don't. I. I, I don't. I, I. think property rights are grounded in the concept of scarcity. Ideas and images and things of that nature are innately not scarce in the digital world. I don't think there's any basis for them whatsoever. Uh, but this isn't a philosophy podcast. The the bigger point is I spend an ungodly amount of money supporting independent wrestling companies. For somebody to try to deflect away from Dave Meltzer being a misogynist uh, so he could keep his Hall of Fame ballot or whatever his – or because they're both friends with Conan, I don't know. Um, <laughs> to for him, for him to do that uh, for whatever reason um, – and then to uh, go after me and, alleg- and accuse me of piracy uh, a bit when, I don't, when I've never even been on a torrent site, oddly enough, and when he has no clue what does or doesn't go on in my Twitter DMs, uh, is especially rich coming from a guy who has given away tons of match links to his alleged close friend uh, who, who makes money off these things and, and passed them around the Internet. So – you know what? Fuck you. You're a full of shit liar. You're a serial lying lunatic, which everybody knows. Uh, I, I actually left out the more salacious stuff because I, I, I don't I just want to go there. Um, we don't need that. We don't need that. I, we don't, I don't think we do need that. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, first of all, first of all, I'm, I'm not going to pay five bucks for a decent Black Terry match on in in in, in uh, Sri Lanka mass when I can watch a Rhino versus uh, Funaki match in 2003 Velocity for free, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's that's the free market at work. Well, you know what? That, that, but see, that's that's kind of the thing, right? Like, there are barriers to entry. The issue, uh, if you if, uh, you know, the issue is not Dylan is too poor to afford to afford paying for five for a five dollar match. The issue is, why am I going to pay 4 or $5 a match when I have no clue what the quality of the match is going in, when I could pay $10 for a full show, or when I could watch it for free on YouTube, or when I could go to an ent- get an entire streaming service for 10 bucks a month? It is... It's a barrier to entry. Sorry. I, does that mean I don't th- I don't appreciate what Black Terry Jr. does? Absolutely not. I, I think it's great that there's somebody capturing these things. Uh, and I would even probably be willing to pay a decent chunk of change to get them all in bulk. But individually, for four or five bucks a pop, get you know, and and for yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, um, for 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 Rob to uh, Rob, well, I almost don't even want to mention his name. But for but for him to to bring up uh, to claim that like I claimed poverty uh, and that was the reason that I uh, uh, that I that I begged him for these matches. Well, that's just not true. Fortunately for Rob, I can't access the direct messages we have anymore since he's blocked me. I can't get them to come up uh, because I could actually show visual proof of Rob uh, unsolicited sending me links to his alleged friend whose house he stayed at matches that his friend charges money for. So in other words, Rob, uh, if Rob, who I assume does believe in intellectual property, steals from his friends. That's, that, that's what we learned on Shoot Week 3, is that 
This is where I'm <laughs> steal from his friends. So if you let him in your house, he might rifle through your underwear drawer and steal God knows uh, what. He might steal your money. He might steal your car. Uh, I don't. I don't know what else he'd do. I. I really don't care. Um, I honestly, this will be the last I say about it. Uh, but I do think uh, you know if you're going to accuse other people of uh, piracy as a way of deflecting legitimate criticism of Dave Meltzer, you probably shouldn't be one of the more uh, egregious, uh, unsolicited pirates on the Internet. That's probably not a good thing to be if you're going to claim that piracy is morally wrong and and yell at other people. But also just from the uh, moral authority standpoint, so uh, I don't know much about Lucha at all, as you all know. Never mind underground CD Lucha indie tapes. But, I mean, is the guy filming these, is he giving money to the people who are in the matches? Is he giving money to the promotions who are putting on the matches? I mean, like, it, it just it's just a bootlegger for all intents and purposes, right? Uh, he, I mean, I'm sure that it, he's a bootlegger in the sense that there's nobody that's getting, I, well, I don't know that, but I strongly suspect there's nobody getting rights to their, you know, they just, like, um, you know, they're not getting paid there's no royalty. There's no royalties no. for the other people involved, and I'm not even like whatever. Like clearly, it's known that he's doing it, so they all agree. But it's not like, you know, this is someone living on the moral high ground here in the first place. No, and, I mean, I look. I have no problem with, uh, you know, I'm I'm sort of a weird uh, piracy advocate because I don't, um. I don't think people should do it all the time. I think people should support promotions, and I think people should pay these things that they think are good, right? Like I, I like I, I absolutely agree with that. But I also don't think that it is a crime for someone to watch a YouTube link. I don't think that's a criminal offense. I don't I don't treat that um, idea seriously. And I think it's funny that the peop the peop many times the people that uh, are the biggest critics of piracy are the people that benefit the most from it. Whether it be somebody like Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, or you know Rob or whoever, it's just it's just whatever. And honestly, I don't even think in this case I don't even think Rob was uh, was trying to make a moral position about piracy so much as that he just wanted to. Show me up because he was mad that the day before I had pointed out that he was a liar and made up a bunch of stuff from, about uh, loss from PWO that was so transparently false that it didn't even deserve to be laughed at. Um, and I don't even want to go into that because I know I know he wouldn't want me to. But it, he he's just a, he's a he's an emotionally unstable, probably danger to himself and society type of person. Uh, <laughs> who I'm, I'm like, seriously, like seriously, this is this is not even just my opinion. I mean, I've, I've actually going back years, I've had people, uh, both people who are friends of mine and people who I don't really like. What the hell is going on? Uh, who I, I've talked about this with, who have said, "Look, this guy's, you know, he's, he's nuts. He's legitimately insane." So you know, he, he's nuts, and uh, but you know, he talks to Conan on the phone every day, so good for him. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Um, I'm in, I'm in actual tears over here over this uh, situation that <laughs> just unfolded. Um, my comment for shoot week three is just not to belittle depression. Uh, that's not cool. 
Yeah, I didn't but like that either. That's that's that was my that was gonna be my one point. Um, and that got I didn't get to that until now. But. Also, Jim Cor- cool. Jim Cornette is also kind of a homophobic asshole. Still, that's a oh god, what shocking happened? development. What happened? Uh, did you see hear about the Joey Ryan video from DDT that got out? I did not. Well, it was basically a comedy bit where Joey Ryan wanted to test the strength by with his penis, and it kind of went. The clip kind of went viral, and then Joey and then Jim Cornette just responded out of nowhere with, "Won't watch the video, but from the pic, it appears Joey Ryan likes to enjoy standing over men with his dick in their face." <laughs> and I was just like, "You're just such a, you're just such an asshole." I, he just, Cornette is. He needs well, to go away. His, he, time, he, his time has passed, and he needs to go away. He is an expired property. Yeah, I think that's a very – I think that's probably the absolute best way of looking at it. It's the kindest um, way I can put it. Yeah. Uh, and, and every time you think that he's, like, not completely an insane person, he proves you wrong. Like, it, like every time you think he may have reformed himself a little bit, he does something like this. Um, yeah, that's about par for the course. Uh, Devin, what do you have to add to Shoot Week? Or you do want to talk about Bailey and Sasha? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll mention a couple sure. of things. The first thing I want to talk about is how these pieces of shit running the WWE Network finally release old footage, like the pieces of shit that they are. And, 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 wait around, and they wait around, and these people don't even know how to properly do web design. I mean, I, I took web design classes in college, and I could probably do that shit way better than they do it. I mean, I, I, I had a conversation on Twitter the other day about how you have to actually go – the shows come and go. They vanish. They actually disappear on the network, and you have to go to the search engine to find them. Like that, that is that – is, that, to, to me, that must – that has to be some sort of elementary technical error. I also love how there's no rollout strategy for all these things. It's just like at random times of the day, they just yes. put up 50 yes. videos. Like they're an indie promoter with two shoot jobs who only has an hour a week to upload these videos, and then they just upload 50 of them <laughs> at the same time. It, it, I, it, I follow all the channels, and there's almost all the indie companies run that way, and that's how they run the, the old footage. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I, I – I suggested that it might have something to do with NWA Classics, but someone brought up the point that they probably don't have enough subscribers to be much of an issue. But I, I don't know why they've waited this long to, to release this footage. I mean, WWE Network is one of the only places I know where I can watch all the Rhino versus Funaki matches on Velocity 2003. And guess what? God bless you. They don't have to worry about me stealing it anymore. Of course, you know... They, they, you know, I mean, this, this I mean, it's, it, it, it drives me insane because I'm a sea show, Mark. I love watching old WCW Saturday nights from 1997. Rotomo Dragon faces, you know, fucking Kurosawa or some shit. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you know, I can't get to see these matches because these assholes don't put anything up on the fucking network. You know? Well, they put up Breaking Ground. Yeah. Breaking ground where everybody talks about how Triple H is their daddy and they want to suck his fucking cock. That's great. <laughs> what? I'm so confused. I don't know what's happening. That's episode three of Breaking Ground. Actually, there that is kind of creepy. Like 
the the way like I don't I there is definitely an and I I don't part of the problem is you don't know how much of this is real and how much of what is what's just being portrayed on television right but there is definitely a weird creepy almost pornographic vibe to the way Triple H has like is portrayed on as an NXT personality. And I don't even just mean with the women either. I mean, just in general. Uh, and, 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 if, and, if, and if Sam is curious, I was referencing the uh, NXT Brooklyn behind the scenes thing they did where Chaucer Banks is talking about Triple H, you know, got to make daddy happy. That was fucking weird, man. It, 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 it is weird. It is weird when you see that shit. Like, I, I, uh, I don't, I just don't like the idea of, like, everything in the WWE is about Triple H at the end of the day. Uh, you know, even la- like even last year when he did the, like, uh, or however long ago, when he, when he jobbed the Daniel Bryan, you know, what happens right after that? Well, he goes straight into the, fe- in the feud with the next hottest act in wrestling, which is the Shield. And even though he loses the feud, he still wins the feud because then he gets them all to split up and he's right back on charge again. Like, everything revolves around him, whether it's, Creepy references to him being a somebody's daddy, or like him standing in the ring at an NXT like it's a Nazi rally with like the lights. Da- I mean, it's really. Like, <laughs> it's just that was a, a hell of a thing to see live, by the way. It's. it's and, I mean, ugh. you had fans shushing people so that Triple H's vanity segment could go off without a hitch. It, I mean, it's creepy. It like it. it, it it's really creepy. Um, regardless of how you feel about him as a wrestler, promoter, personality, whatever, the vibe around him in that promotion, well, promotion, whatever the fuck you call it, is just really weird. It's probably my, it's my least favorite thing about NXT by far. Uh, I, I, I just, it, it, uh, it comes across as really cultish. And keep in mind that Devin and I went to a wrestling show earlier this year, which might literally have been a cult. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you went to a Chikara show? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We, we 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 did go to a show where 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 they had open prayer and and had people call up to see if they wanted to be saved. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, the Lord. show the show started with an altar call, and then the very next segment was a 17 year old um, who the promotions the the I think believe it's owned by his grandparents who came out and dry-humped a bunch of women, including very young girls, in, like, the first three or four rows, uh, and then had a match with Colby Carino. It was, like, <laughs> the weirdest thing ever. And I, I think I talked about this the last time I was on this show, actually, but the show ended with uh, a dance party, which was led by the ring announcer, a the only black man in the room, a man named Donatello, the only black person in the room. This is Red Bank, Tennessee, after all. Um, where all the people came in the ring and danced to that stupid oh god what's the name of that song uh, I sang it last time I was there but they they, they danced to this Bruno Mars song or whatever it is and uh, for like 30 minutes they were just like dancing wildly like he invited like, party rocking was, was that it? it was I don't remember it was it is I don't know it was really weird the, the hands down the weirdest wrestling show I've ever been to uh, which is uh, pretty telling, actually. I 
I got to bring up this uh, this this Sasha Banks Bailey thing real quick. <laughs> Get to it. Come okay. on. It's All been right. a slow. It's been a slow burn. You you teased it forty five <laughs> minutes ago. Some 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 mark on PWO. Okay. There's a thread. Off to a good start. There's there's this thread where you know, uh, it's 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 comparing Brock Lesnar and and Reigns versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. Uh, you know the uh, specifically the NXT Brooklyn match, and comparing those matches to see what match is better. Well, we get this guy that comes on here and says that he doesn't understand why people think that Sasha Banks Bailey was a great match, or, or, and doesn't really get why people are able to watch the matches. He said he was unable to watch the matches because he doesn't like women uh, getting beat up. Then he proceeded to say that the only reason people could possibly watch these matches, he suggested that was because we all wanted to fuck them. It was the only reason. The only reason we wanted to watch the match was because we wanted to fuck them. And he said, well, I can see Bailey considering she, she's like this little girl or some sort of did you log into the F4W board by mistake? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, believe it or not. And, and he was saying that, well, you know, Bailey, I guess he's, she, you know, she's just, you know, has this girly, girly personality. And then, you know, saw, and then, and then he claimed Sasha Banks looked like a Las Vegas stripper. So, uh, and, and was going on about how that there's no reason that we could possibly like the match unless we wanted to fuck them. Which well, I think is is quite the uh, the uh, the absurd statement. Okay. Well, my, my what, what 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 has Dave said about their attainability? Because we know it's a big factor for Dave. Oh, oh, yeah, I, what, <laughs> the attainability factor. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> what, 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 There's a lot going on in this podcast. The, There's a lot. Going the, on. I think Dave has a lot to answer for in terms of how he writes about women. <laughs> What's the industry? Las Vegas stripper is just an industry term, like the N-word, according to Dave Meltzer. Uh, does, does he also defend that with Jap? Does he defend people as saying Jap because it's an industry term? I'm sure he does. Uh, well, no, he defends that because it's Ric Flair, uh, you know, just like he didn't report on Ric Flair being in rehab, even though it was an open secret. I, the... Here's the uh, the funny thing about that thread to me is that the guy says that it's actually a good thread up until that point. Like it's an interesting debate, like one of the better debate threads I've seen in a while on PWO, where people actually talking about the content. Then you get this fucking guy that comes in there, and it's like he's totally oblivious to what he's saying. Like right, so like the implication is you can't possibly like this Sasha and Bailey match unless you're sexually attracted to one or both of them. I mean, I asked the obvious question. Is this guy saying that he wants to fuck Brock and Roman Reigns? <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason That's the only reason why I like Roman Reigns. Look how beautiful that man is. I mean, it's, I mean that's cool. Well, the, well, the worst well, is, is that he bookended, or, 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 or uh, rather that he ended his, his post by saying, well, if you want to talk about chicks you want to fuck, what about that page chick? I'd fuck her. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Is, John, is this Johnny Sorrow? <laughs> no. Wait, wait. <laughs> Rover is banned from this place, but this guy isn't. Uh, I have, I take, uh, I have no clue. Should we talk about reinstate Rover? That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's a lost cause, brother. Uh, 
Never say I didn't try. Never say I didn't try. Apparently, apparently, Irish wrestling fans don't stick around too long on PWF for some reason. Yeah. Just the win. I just don't. I just don't think he's. He's not. He's a B plus player. He doesn't have the lasting power there. But, uh, nah, look, I, ha- I have a, I have mostly a love love relationship with with old Robert these days. But uh, he's he's definitely more tolerable and more enjoyable as a presence on Twitter than he is as a presence on message boards. Uh, in my view, in my estimation. Uh, the I don't I don't have opinions about wrestling. I just like to tweet about gossip type stuff. Is if if it, it, it fits in well on Twitter, it doesn't fit in as well on. Uh, I mean, when you're asked like 30 times to give your opinion on a topic and you do everything you can to avoid it, I and the entire purpose of a message board is presumably to share opinions on topics. You probably should not be there. Kind of true. Speaking speaking of which, where the hell true. where the hell's Tanner's post? What if Tanner took tonight off to write his El Generico post? <laughs> well, yeah, well, that'll be the day. The day Tanner defends an opinion. Well, well, I told Sam sometime. earlier if 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 I caught Tanner tweeting tweeting on 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 uh, Twitter uh, uh, instead of being on the podcast, I would expose him as a fraud and a liar. So, well, you have to. Well, now you have to because he has tweeted. Oh, has he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he quote tweeted me. Oh, what buddy. the hell is he he's, tweeting he's about? Bath and Body Works? To be shamed? Is he, to tweet, be is he tweeting about Pier 1 imports this week? <laughs> uh, probably not too far away from that, you know? Is a hot God, no, he just he just made a stupid joke like always because it's Tanner. <laughs> I don't know if he has any good jokes going on. Oh, my God. Have you seen his pinned tweet? I, it's, a, not. it's a poll of it's, is a hot dog a sandwich? That's his How many votes did it get? Uh, thir- embarrassing number. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Oh, that's. <laughs> I've gotten. I've got more votes on the worst polls. I delete. Yeah. I delete any tweet that doesn't get thirty-two retweets, and he's leaving a poll up there with thirty-two votes. <laughs> Disgrace. <laughs> uh, I, I actually do. I want to say congratulations because that was a great tweet uh, to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. <laughs> That was so funny. I actually had to schedule that tweet because I was so tired and I had to go to bed. So I, I woke up to a million notifications. Really happy. I didn't see it. What the hell was it? Uh, at midnight on the first, I t- I scheduled a tweet to both of them saying Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at first, I was confused and I was like, Oh, okay, got Yeah, th- don't worry, they are too. Uh, <laughs> no, there's no way they got it at all. They, I, 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 I really wanted to. I really wanted to tweet Brian today. I really wanted to tweet at Brian today and and uh, ask him to ask Jervis Cottonbelly for his opinion on Dave Meltzer's comments about uh, the Hanma abuse allegation. But I didn't want people to think that I was making light of the actual abuse, so I stopped myself. Uh, that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, people are already making a light of it, so I don't think we need someone. And they were doing it unironically. 
Yeah, well, people are pieces of shit. What can you say? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, uh, like, uh, well, I mean, when you know, when uh, when the Godfather's le- uh, is uh, has decreed that you're allowed to have that opinion, though. I mean, see, that's the worst thing about the Meltzer comment is that he still, to a large degree, d- drives opinion, and then you know, you've got his apologist who want to keep their Hall of Fame ballots or see him as a uh, a brother and ally in the New Japan is the best promotion in the world gimmick or whatever the fuck. So so they so they just they'll they'll rally to defend any fucking opinion he's got, you know. Uh it's it's fucked up. I, I whatever. It's it's fucked up. It's 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 disappointing too because uh there's people who should know better who are defending. Like, I, I don't know. So, so off to, like, is there a rhyme or reason that I cannot understand on why WWE is putting up all this old stuff? I have, or is it just they decided to? I have no uh, good. See, my, like I said a few minutes ago, I, I, I speculated that it might have been because of NWA Classics, but that, but I, I, I don't think Classics is, is Really, really driving enough subscribers to, you know what I mean? Like make make that make that move. If they were going to give like a, a middle finger to NWA Classics, they would have done it as soon as NWA Classics. Exactly. Were live. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 or exactly. shortly thereafter. Yep. Yeah. Also, I kind of I kind of feel bad for Bruce Tharp because I feel like he's trying to appease PWO at this point with NWA Classics. Well, Which, it's it's the, it's the game of streaming services, apparently. It's the I don't. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, who else is Gabe booking to? I don't know who he's booking to at this point in time. I mean, well, he may I not mean, know well, it. If he's revolving well, a if he's revolving a promotion around Thatcher and Gulak and TJP, and I I don't dislike any of them, he's booking to PWO, whether he realizes it or not. Well, well, no. Let's be honest. D- Gabe's not really booking to anybody. I mean, well, of course Gabe, not, is, Gabe is a wholly the... owned. He's a wholly owned subsidiary of World Wrestling Entertainment. So, like, <laughs> th- like, there, he doesn't have to think about things like making money. I mean, uh, uh, well, look, he's done a very good job of not worrying about that for the last six years. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, Evolve draws nothing. I mean, one of the great humors. I mean, Devin will tell you this. He he's gone to independent wrestling shows consistently in the South for over a decade. And one of the great, more amusing things to me about Evolve, and I say this as somebody who likes a lot of their shows and a lot of their matches more than most, is you watch these shows, there's nobody there, and they're running places where, like, you could put up a sign at the end of the street and, uh, and, and you know, have, uh, uh, have a guy pass out flyers at the family dollar and draw 75 people. Like, but, doing, like, but doing that I've, is too I've, much work for them. Look, I've... I've uh I've been to shows where uh you know Moondog Spot fucking feuded you know with the heat seeker Jeff Bowman in, in East Ridge, Tennessee with hundred you know 125 people in the building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Than, uh... like, that, like that's the thing. Like, I mean, I joked about it when they ran North Carolina a few years ago, and they had like oh, that, that was really... that was such a disaster. They ran it on a month's notice, a new area that they had never run before. There was like 50 yeah. people at each show. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, and, and honestly, I, I agree with you that in principle that's dumb, right? But the reality is, if you know how to promote in the Carolinas, even on a month's notice, 
it's very hard not to draw at least a hundred people. Like it, it really is difficult. I mean, like well, people could. That's uh, Sal's not one of the worst independent promoters in the last six years for a reason. I mean, the fact that. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the fact that they almost got the China deal and and or the WWE deal is amazing because they've been awful for in, in, in that respect. I mean, you look at like like in my hometown. Okay, we have one independent here in Charleston. It runs maybe once every two and a half, every three and a half months, depending, right? And and they don't announce lineups other than maybe like who's going to be on the show. Usually, occasionally you'll know one or two matches, which is one of my pet peeves, by the way. But um, you know, they'll do – it's rare for them to do less than 175 or 200 paid. Very rare. And, and, and the biggest star they have, like, on these shows is usually, like, somebody like Gangrel. And the rest of it is all undercard or, or lesser-known Southern guys. Like, some of whom are really good, but they're not – those guys aren't drawing, uh, you know, anybody other than the regulars. It's just uh, – and I don't want to make it sound like it's easier than it is, right? Because it's not. But you look at a promotion like Peach State Wrestling Alliance, which runs in Carrollton, Georgia, you know, they have done three to 400 for their major shows consistently at times. They almost never do worse than 150 paid. They run every two weeks, you know, like, and then you look at, a, like, and they run with a couple of names, but nobody... You know, they might have, like, Cedric Alexander and Jimmy Rave on a show, but, like, nobody above that level normally, maybe a gunner or somebody like that. You look at them, and it's like, how is this promotion drawing 200 or 250 to some of these, sometimes even more, and Evolve can't draw 75 people? Like, it's it's mind-blowing. How many, how many times do they run a show, Evolve? Uh, they're on 51 now, 52. Yeah. Okay, so so like overall in the history of the promotion, they've never done well. Okay. The the first six shows were in New Jersey, and like the idea was that they were trying to create a location that anyone from Philly or New York could get to easily, and it didn't work. And then right. their second year, they only ran three shows, and they're all in this like New York. Or two of them were in New York City nightclub. One of them was New Jersey. They did, none of them did really well. Okay. Yeah. But that Could, that's what they tried to shift to. They uh, shift to an eye pay per view model where they just stopped caring about the live show, right, basically. Right. And then 2012 well, what, was a disaster. What I've noticed, uh, you know, going to Southern Indie shows for so many years is is it's kind of the, like the reverse, I guess, down south is is uh, like and, and it's something that I'm worried about. Empire, for example, they're running a show every week now. I think it's bad to run. A yeah, show I don't. Every I, week I think that's crazy because I because of. The show I used to go to, you know, in uh, East Ridge that had, you know, Jeff Bowman versus Moondog Spot and shit, uh, they would run every week, but they would only do good business every so often because when you're living in the South, you have these NASCAR fans, college football fans, you know, so when you run a show every Saturday, say in the fall, you're not going to have, you know, there, there's going to be shows where there's only going to be 40 or 50 people in the building watching. You know, That'd be if, good for if a that at times, if if that at <laughs> if if that at times, so I I was just curious to see if, how frequently they ran shows. If that was well, that was, well uh, part of the problem is, is that they're obsessed with running New York still, even though it's almost guaranteed to be a loss because of taxes and all sorts of other shit. When they're all, if they do Florida, it's all local. They get better deals on flights out of Florida. 
uh, there's a ton, they have a ton more local roots there. So if they actually want to get into local promoting, they far they could do it far more easily there than they could in New York. And they also just need to get a regular schedule. Like it's just basically like, ooh, do we have time it's, to run? No, do we have a time to run in two shows in six weeks? Oh, sure, let's announce them. Yeah, it 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 does seem erratic with them. You know, I've I mean, it's, I've, it's I've, I've seen a random. couple of Evolve shows, but but it does seem erratic. They don't. There there doesn't seem to be any consistency in in, in their scheduling. Yeah, like, I mean, like, for all the complaints that – and the many, many complaints I have about, like, your AIWs, your AAWs, your Beyonds, you can count on, like, every single month they're going to run a show. Same with CZW. Right, right. Yeah. And, and you know what? That, that might be their biggest problem is that they're not running consistently. You know, if, if, if you're not running consistently – I mean, I'm sure there's other models, too, you know, that, that, that they're failing at as well. But they never not getting – you know, 50 people in a building, but they never really recovered from 2011 because uh, 2010 was not like a great year for there. And that was like around the time where Gabe got really bitter about piracy because he blamed piracy for all their failings. <laughs> and then uh, so they ran three shows. That was the and uh, And then their fourth show got canceled and they had like uh, Sawa versus Callahan booked and they had to cancel the show because the building shut down. And it, it kind of like and Gabe was talking like he just was going to close up shop with Evolve and just focus on Dragon Gate. Um, but then 2000, then they decided to kind of combine the promotions into one promotion, which was a storyline disaster, but you kind of had to ignore it. And then they just started sporadically running shows whenever they could. I think a lot of them were paid in 2012. Like one, at least one was like with a wrestle reunion. One, they teamed up with CZW. Another one, I think one of the, uh, North Carolina shows was a part of a, some convention of some kind. And hmm. it was just completely sporadic. No rhyme or reason to when or where they ran. Or at least any reasonable reason, and uh, they just never have gone into a pattern ever since then. And I don't think they've recovered from a live live business perspective. Fuck them. <laughs> and 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 now they're catering to the the tape traders by running ridiculously overpriced eye pay per view. So I'm sure that's going great for them. You you know you know who wasn't a draw. Sting. Gargano. Glacier. <laughs> Glacier wasn't a draw. I oh, think. shit. Yeah, tell the story. And, 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 and here's why. Here's why Ray Lloyd uh, is, 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 is actually not a draw, okay? Now, if, if, if you're getting 40 or 50 people in a, you know, building, which is, you know, supposedly more than Evolve, you know, but, you know, it's, it's down south. So, you know, if, 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 if you're getting 40 or 50 people more, you know, you know, in a building, no matter what, football, NASCAR, whatever, you know, the, you know that. You know, then, then somebody like Ray Lloyd should be drawing. You know, twenty extra folks, right? Oh no! I go to this show, and and I think it was Cleveland, Tennessee, about seven or eight. Well, yeah, probably, yeah, probably about seven or eight years ago. And and Ray Lloyd Glacier shows up, got all this big merch table, got all this stuff going. Guess how many people show up? About 12. 12 people show up. So they, 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 they have to cancel the show and refund everybody's money. You know why? Because Glacier was there. I guarantee you. I guarantee if, if the heat seeker Jeff Bowman from, 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 from UEW was there, it, I mean, they'd draw 100 people. They should have sold that motherfucker out if Gene Spurlock had been there. Uh, that was a, that was. If a young H. Rockwell wrestling a Twiggy had been there, it would have sold out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I I always 
that was one of the weirdest things ever because I'd never been to a show that had actually been that had actually been canceled before. Actually, well, that's not true because when UEW died, I, we all showed up and they closed the doors and didn't tell the fans that it was over. Is... <laughs> now that's Southern Indy right there. Have, have, have either Sam or TJ been to a like gone to a show that was canceled? Um, no, but I traveled three hours to see Steen versus Biff twice and didn't get it either time. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I've never had that I've never had that problem before. So I've lived a lucky life, I guess. Yeah. Well but... shit, I, I I might have that problem next week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I think IWA Mitzel will run a show that day. I just don't know if it'll be the Ted Petty Invitational. It's gonna be fucking Trick tri- tri- Cassidy in the main event. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, who uh, knows what you're gonna get? But Glacier. I mean, Shit. you're gonna. Ray Lloyd you're gonna get. Up. <laughs> I I think the fact that they, they booked Hero versus Thatcher one on one is telling. That is weird. Wait, that's the match they oh. booked. Yeah, that yeah, they they had that, and then uh, Kong versus Masada, I believe, is the other. Congo Kong versus. I mean, that's. I'm, I'm okay with Congo Kong versus Masada. Don't know why, but uh, Masada's not the worst. Masada's not the worst. Well, also Congo Kong is like the best. The best, so he kind of can't. Even if he was the worst, it probably would still be solid. He is so good live. Holy shit. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just—it's really fun to see him live, especially like in the setting where me and me and Devin saw him this year, because so much of the crowd are like Southern independent wrestling fans, which is a totally different. So they completely lose their mind when he puts a high spot because it's like something they can't even fathom the idea that a guy that big is doing something like that. Uh, It's awesome. Is there any way he can drop the gimmick and not? I mean. And still just, like, because the gimmick's pretty dumb. I think, I like... Kind of, I mean, I, it's, like, it's like Rusev's uh, Russian number one gimmick. Like, it works, but it's dumb. It's a, well, here's the problem. Here's my, all right. I like the gimmick in a way, but here's the problem. The problem with the gimmick, in a way, the gimmick is what gets him over, right? In the sense yeah. that it allows him to do things, get in places maybe he wouldn't be able to get in, and, and it's unique, and it's completely different for this era. But the problem is, I think the gimmick is the reason he's not in Ring of Honor right now, for example. You know, like, I, like, I don't, because... I, well, Honor, has, he, has he paid to go to a seminar yet? Well, that's the real question. G- good point. <laughs> good point. Uh, you know, I mean... But, I mean, a New Englander named Congo was able to get a little run there. Uh, breaking news, 1978 Stampede has just gone up on the network. What a day. What a well, day. there you go. There you go. Those assholes do it again. <laughs> Fucking assholes. How, no, awesome, dude, how awesome would it be? How awesome would it be if if they if, uh, Ring of Honor brought in Congo Kong as Cheeseburger's little brother? How awesome would it be is every time there's a bad storyline, we get to say Dewey Foley's fingerprints are all over this one. Oh, shit. That's good. That is going to be great. That is going to be fucking great. Uh, it's it. Vince McMahon is such an uh, excellent evil genius. He didn't. Uh, in order to stop McFoley's criticism, he bought his child. He he purchased so, so, his so, child. So is that why? Is 
Is that why Mick, well, uh, Mick, Mick's, Mick's going to keep watching Raw now? Is it? Well, of course I mean, it is. It look, look, what, look what it took Flair to say anything negative. So I think if they make fun of Noel Foley for being weird, maybe then Foley will criticize him again. <laughs> and then he'll be on Raw the next week in somebody's corner. Did you see Flair? Uh, apparently he, Flair he needs tried to... people to, to, uh, to buy his socks. Uh, there was a great. Apparently, uh, Flair was talking about how he wanted to see Cesaro Brock, and I was just re- I was just reading like the blurb about it, and then it turned into Flair becoming the manager for Cesaro versus Brock. And we're like, God, what a worker! And you, it just never ends. I, I can't imagine living that way, where you have to just think that way a hundred percent of the time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Non-stop. Hey. It's like you with your your grammar lessons. Yeah, <laughs> you can't escape it. Well, I I, I I let Dylan go. He said less before when he should have said fewer. So, <laughs> you had to stop yourself. You had to stop yourself. I, I had to be uh, I had to be nice. Well, I don't even believe in language. I think uh, symbolic thought <laughs> is regressive. So it's it's counter to man's natural state. I believe in Paul. I believe in Things. Paul Shepard's theory about. Uh, the, the, the relationship between humans and technology and our biological and uh, psychological, uh, uh, the way we interact with the, uh, the world. Uh, For those keeping track, the things Dylan does not believe in, uh, intellectual property and language. Yes. <laughs> I did an entire course on language once, and it was stupid. Uh, well, it could be that you're stupid. Probably <laughs> that, too. <laughs> like, we can't, we can't rule that out. I wouldn't. I certainly did not remember. I, 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 I majored in rhetoric, so it, it kind of offends every sensibility I have, but that's okay. <laughs> every sensibility. <laughs> Don't even get me started on numbers. <laughs> Don't believe in them. Uh, I don't know numbers, is. but I do know. No one knows numbers. I do know yes. Sometimes. When I Sometimes. absolutely feel like it, which may not be right now. Uh, oh God! Wait a minute. Hold on. Did C- did CWF Mid Atlantic put up a cage of death match today? I I thought they were running a cage of death match. They've got something. Where up. did they Where did they put it up? It, I don't know. On YouTube, um, they've got something up that is. I was still surprised they called it the cage of death. That is interesting. Well, well everyone calls it war games. Well. I mean, stealing your name from... The most overrated gimmick of all time? Uh, yeah, sure. Cage of, Cage of Death. When stealing your name from Cage of Death, it's kind of uh, kind of silly. Oh, what's the most overrated gimmick match ever? Like, the actual match itself. Oh, oh God, let me think. Ladder match between Sean and Jericho? That's up there. Because it's the only... It's one of the few gimmick matches to win match of the year, and it... That no might way. be it. Uh... I I don't know, gosh. I mean, I I I guess I would put Triple H Taker from WrestleMania 28 up there. Well, Sean, especially against. Oh Rafferty. God, that was bad. <laughs> that was That's a good choice. Yeah, that That's a good choice. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> well, what was it? What was it that 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 you posted years ago, Dylan? That you that you said the match was like a was like a was like a gay couple putting down their dog. <laughs> That's what the match was about. Yeah, I mean. The story of the the story of the first seventy percent of the match was 
Sean and Triple H arguing about how they should put down The Undertaker, which quite literally looked like an old gay couple arguing about how to put down their dog. That's like basically what the story of the first 70-80% of the match is. I don't, I don't understand things. <laughs> don't, watch, makes sense. don't watch it with that in mind. Tell me. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't. My, my, it was my uncle. It was my uncle Joe and my uncle Alan to, trying to figure out what to do with one of their old cats. That's basically. <laughs> I, that's I have so much wrestling to watch. I just don't think I can go back and watch that with that in mind. No, that's a good. Point. I do, do not go back and watch that. Instead of going back and watch that, watch that Chip Day versus Fred Yehai match. I'm, Tweet it out. I will do that. Very good. Okay. Um, what else is there to talk about? Was there anything else to talk about? I thought it was Fred Yehi. What's that? It's Fred Yehi? Yehi, Yehi. I have no clue how the hell it pronounces <laughs> I've heard it pronounced. I've actually heard it pronounced both ways. Um, I've heard it pronounced both ways. And I'm trying to remember how I heard it pronounced on the the Georgia wrestling show, because that's probably the right way, and I don't remember. I, I know uh, the Evolve announcer got it wrong. That's all I know. Or the ring announcer. That's what I heard someone, like, multiple people told me that. No. But I, I've, n- I've never uh, seen him announce, so I don't know what was right or what was wrong. I, I just assumed it was Yehi. Yehi sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> well, he's a, he's a weak, like, by all accounts, and I don't want to bury the guy, because I actually really like him as a worker, but He's kind of a he, he's got a reputation, and I'm not going to go into the details for being a little bit of a weirdo, so uh, and kind of hard to deal with. Um, well, look what he's chosen to do with his life. So I mean, <laughs> well, fair enough. But uh, but that 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 uh, that Chip Day match. It's okay. We need to get. We need to all like uh, mass email or mass tweet some promoter. Somebody has to book Mike Mike Bailey as a uh, Daniel son versus a chip day led Cobra Kai, Johnny Lawrence faction that has to happen. Like I'm going to be absolutely pissed off. if We don't get a live action karate kid in 2016 with those guys. <laughs> I'm still pissed off. We didn't get Bailey versus Evans at the Bola. Well, look, it was right there. But didn't that match happen? Yeah, but no one's ever going to see that one. What do you mean? No one's going to see that one. Have, they, have, do they not, have you seen it? Do they do they not release their their shows? I mean, do they? That's a good question. Wait, 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 wait. Who did who did that match? IWS, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think IWS did do it because it was right after that Smash show where Evans and uh, and, uh, and Helico had to work because Phoenix and they, uh, Drago whoever no showed right or couldn't go for whatever reason. It was, yeah, a Chikara, it, was, it was a Chikara weekend, so it was a little confusing. It was like, because originally uh, the AA guys were only booked for night one of Chikara, and because they were announced for night two in IWS, and then like days before uh, the weekend started, they got pulled. So this is and, a different weekend. And then they not so coincidentally uh, won the tournament. <laughs> Uh, you know what match sucked? The finals of the fucking uh, King of Trios. That match sucked. That's good. I thought it was strong. I thought it was I thought it was good. Teach that was great because he's a crazy person. But, uh, I was I'm saying... sorry. I, I, I like fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I like fun. I don't know what was fun oh, about there's that. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with liking fun. I mean, I thought Nick Gage versus Joe Gacy <laughs> was genius. 
but this, but, but uh, that my, this, that was hmm. that was probably my favorite Joe Gacy match. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, don't tell Bill Thompson that. You might be working yourself into a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Be shoot week four with you and Bill. Every time I see Joe Gacy wrestle, I'm just like, I'm seeing one of the top five wrestlers <laughs> in the world. Ooh, lucky <laughs> me. God bless. <laughs> here's here's a question: How many fucking shoot weeks are we gonna have? I guess we're just, I guess every week's a shoot now. Oh it's God, yeah. It's the shoot life. That's right. Honestly, I didn't know if shoot week was gonna come back, and then it came back. <laughs> I, I didn't know. It was, very strong. I didn't know what was happening, and then all I saw, all of a sudden, all these screen caps were flooding my DMs. Like, holy shit! <laughs> she, she was burning. She was burning. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. Things happen. Some 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 people are even worse than Brandon Stroud, a pop writer. <laughs> Next time we're all on the podcast, I'll tell you what happened. I sat when I sat next to Machikara, or behind. Oh him. my god, that's a kill. <laughs> like a really great experience. Um, you sure? <laughs> no. Um, okay. I don't. Oh, anything else? Tanner sucks. Tanner sucks. Yeah, Tanner yeah. does suck. Let me ask. Yeah, Devin Barry. Tanner's gonna be real. Peter's actually going to be really pissed that he was not on the show. Fuck him. I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel bad. Look, look, his his excuse was that he had had too much homework? No, fuck that. I I think he's 12 12 years old. I think it's homework. He's 12. (laughs) Let me me tell you what's really going on. He's writing his fuck. He's working on his El Generico post. <laughs> he's probably got that uh, shit. He's probably doing it in Arabian style. He's getting the footnotes set up and everything right now. We ready to see that shit? Uh, PWO this week. I'm so excited. It's gonna be 140 characters actually, and that's gonna be. Well, look, 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 before 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 we go, we I we I do need to say that I've got both days off in full for the award taping. Of the always very tenors. it is going to be like we're going six or seven hours for each show. So just clear your whole slate, and every single thing Tanner wants is getting buried. Every single fucking possible person he wants to be in a top ten or a top five is getting put right in the bottom. Done. I, I, I still understand how it's going to work. Are we going to vote, or do we actually have to come to an agreement? Oh, it's consensus based. This is like a, a Students for Democratic Society meeting in 1966. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like two hours per topic. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> awful. You got there. You got there. Um, I told Tanner, you just, you, you do, whatever you want to do, do it, and I'll, I'll run with it. Just don't, don't be dumb about it. And, um. She's been pretty dumb about so we, it so far. Yeah, I was going to say, if we, you see how that's gotten us. Uh, <laughs> I was like, can you explain the awards so everyone can understand what the fuck is going on? He's like, yeah, I just did it. <laughs> what? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and you've told me this before. God damn it, Tanner, why do you stop? <laughs> and, we, and we had to, like, listen to some video game podcast to figure it out, and, like, that is not happening. Yeah, I was like, that's not, TJ, you're not going to do that. Um, I'm not going to do that. I don't fucking do that shit. I don't, I don't play video games unless it's Yars, Revenge, or Galaga. <laughs> uh, way to age yourself. Look, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Only games worth yeah. playing. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, I, the awards are going to be a thing. 
And what the hell is going on? Is, De- is Devin, are you at a drug deal? <laughs> no, I'm actually sitting on my bed right now. Is TJ at a drug deal? I'm always at a drug deal. I work. I work in Newark. Oh well, I used to work there too, so I get it. I, in fact, I installed the B vent in, in like three different house, pro, housing projects there. So, yeah, a kid brought a fake gun to school yesterday, so it's a really great time. A fake gun? Yeah, that's good. Actually, could have been worse. Could have, could have been. Uh, so, are, are we ready to log off before we bear, unless we want to bury Tanner for another few minutes? Let's log off. I'm not doing plugs. Because I, I, okay. I let me let me let me tell you why I'm not doing plugs. Because every time I do plugs, I feel like I'm uh, like uh, I'm promising something that I can't deliver. So here here's my fucking plug. Follow me on Twitter at Dylan Waco. The end. Okay, Tanner. Uh, Tanner sucks. Tanner sucks. Tanner Tanner does suck. Oh, okay. Devin, do you want to, what's your Twitter? My yeah. Twitter is at King Motivator H. Why is it that? I'm not going to explain that right now. Okay. We would okay. be we would be we would be on for six hours. I don't I don't have that time. Uh, TJ, I do, he's do a dominatrix. <laughs> TJ, do you want to plug anything or or? Uh, I, I don't know what you said, but okay. Oh, I'm good. I don't have anything. Oh, oh, you're good. Great. Okay. Then that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening, whoever listened to this and got this far. Oh. Hopefully you're not breathing heavily from all the hot takes that took place during Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell. What a crapshoot this is. <laughs>